Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Friday, October 14th edition of the program. We got Nancy Pelosi Saying she wants to punch Trump, give him a left and a right and 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 a uppercut or something. Nancy Pelosi, she's fierce. Apparently, she's on video saying this. I'm not making it up. On the January 6th insurrection day, just happened to have her daughter, documentary filmmaker, there filming while this was all going on. Pretty interesting stuff. Plus, with the bad economic data this week with regard to inflation, what are Democrats saying? Republicans will make it worse. Oh, gee. Got that, plus uh, the debates that happened in Wisconsin for a Senate seat between Ron Johnson and Mandela Barnes, plus Tudor Dixon v. Gretchen Whitmer for the governor's mansion in Michigan. 
Oh, my. We got a lot. Oh, and Todd Bowles, a football coach who isn't playing the woke game despite what the journos want. That was an interesting one. We're going to break all that down for you. Oh, and there's also a video of a guy who has to defend himself against a mountain lion with a gun, and it was pretty scary. Talk about it in a second. Look, you're buying a lot of stuff online, your information's out there, and you're just relying on security of all these different sites and the transmission of information and hope that it's encrypted, hope that there's no phishing scheme that ends up emptying out all the data they have in terms of your data that then gets put on the dark web. This is how it happens. Not, it's not an unusual thing. They are constantly getting access to your personal information from these sites. So what do you do about it? Well, you can just sort of hope or you can get LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock by Norton detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like cyber hackers pretending to be you. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to lifelock.com and use promo code B-U-C-K. That's promo code BUCK for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code BUCK. And uh, you will be much, much happier about your online data security after you do this. All right, let's start with this. So, Pelosi, I just got a karate chop. Roundhouse kick Trump. I'm, I'm going to get, let me at him. Let, let me at him. There's a little Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she probably weighs like 110 pounds. She's like, I, I'm just going to punch him right in the face. Here, I mean, I'm, here she is. Here is the Speaker of the House of the United States Congress, third in line for the presidency, saying that on January 6th, this just came out of video, she was ready to punch Trump. I'm going to punch him out for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. <laughs> I'm going to punch him. Then I'm going to serve time. Real time, man. They're going to send me to the big house. I'm going to be... No no Chanel scarves in the big house, though. It's going to be kind of sad. And no mansions or servants. But I'm going to punch Trump. She's nuts. I mean, that's that much is obvious, right? She is uh, just living in an alternate reality. But uh, sure enough, this is the most probably the most powerful Democrat legislature legislator uh, of my lifetime or certainly close to it. And here we are hearing her saying ridiculous stuff about how one that she she was going to trespass the sitting president of the United States from coming to the Capitol. She's really going to try to do that. She's she's going to. How does she think that that goes down? By the way, she sends the Capitol Police at the president to remove him, and they get through the federal Secret Service protection detail, and they just sort of manhandle him. They frog march him away from the Capitol. I mean, look, I know it's she's just, but think about this: Nancy Pelosi saying she wanted to punch Trump. Now, one thing about Trump, you should know, he's not a little guy. He's probably about six three, two seventy. I would I would wager something like this. That sound about right. I, he's definitely about six two six three, weight wise. You know I don't know. You know, I, I don't want to. I'm not trying to cast any aspersions. You know, man's a, man's a good golfer. Um, but anyway, he's a big guy, and uh, it was just crazy. I thought this was kind of funny that Nancy Pelosi would actually say this kind of stuff. But then again, uh, she also wants us to believe that she cares about poor people and the children. She cares about none of those things. 
She is the ultimate limousine liberal. The problem with that phrase is no one really drives in a limo anymore, right? That's not really a thing. We kind of got rid of limos. And I, I'm going to tell you, I always thought the limousine was an overrated thing. I didn't ride in them often, obviously. I'm not like Mr. Big from uh, um, Sex in the City or uh, the guy in Wayne's World who's driving around in a limousine and he has to go have the meeting with Wayne and he's in like the, over, the super stretched limo. Um, but the whole like sitting and facing each other thing, I always thought it, it kind of made me car sick. So I'm not a limo fan. Anyway, she was a limousine liberal when those were things. I guess now she's a private jet progressive, you could call her. Um, but she also said she wanted to punch Trump. Now let's talk about some stuff that really does affect all of us. The January 6th insurrection. Just kidding. It's ridiculous. It's boring. This season of it was the worst yet. The writing really weak. Uh, the acting was poor. The plot didn't go anywhere. It's just a mess. But um, the Democrats realized they got a problem with the inflation data that came out. That's something they're going to have to be handling. And how exactly do they plan to handle it? What are they going to do? Well, this was fascinating. First of all, Joe Biden's out there. You've always got to watch out for Biden when he starts he starts dropping his G's on words and saying, not a joke. And I'm not I'm not kidding. Not a joke. And folks and folks, you know, he does this whole as if he just finished up at the coal mine. You know, he's got a little he's got a little bit of coal dust on his hands. You know, he's just been working with those hands. He understands the struggle of the working class. It's all front. This is like Fetterman wearing his Carhartt hoodie all the time. You think, yeah, I'm just like you. Well. He's got other problems too, but yeah, I'm just like I'm just like you, I'm just one of the one of the people, man. It's like, not really, actually. Mom and dad paying your bills into your forties. It's kind of unusual. It's not really a man of the people move, is it? Uh, but Biden here was saying, you know, don't worry. When it comes to inflation, uh, making progress, making progress. And today's report shows though some progress. Overall, inflation was two percent over the last three months. That's down from eleven percent over the prior three months. That's progress, but a lot of it is a result of getting the cost of living at the gas pump down by more, not even California now, by more than a dollar nationally and since the start of this summer. There's a big difference for working folks. Big difference for work, working folks. He's from Delaware. All right. I mean, like, working folks. Yeah. I mean, really is actually from D.C. I mean, Joe Biden is, in a sense, the ultimate swamp creature. Like, this guy has been a D.C. fixture. For longer than I have been alive on the planet. And, you know, I'm getting a little older. I got some gray in the little beard here. You know, it's happening. So uh, this is Joe Biden just saying, you know, we're making progress. They're not actually. They're making things. They've made things much worse. We all know it. They are the opposite of the solution to the problem. They are the cause of the problem. The fascinating part of this was Joe Biden then saying, you know, who's going to really make the inflation bad? Republicans, if they win. We've got an election in the month. Voters have to decide. Democrats are working to bring down the cost of things and to talk about around the kitchen table, from prescription drugs to health insurance to energy bills and so much more. We're standing up for working people and the right to get a raise and get a better job. Republicans are campaigning every day on an agenda to raise your cost. Republican wins, inflation is going to get worse. It's that simple. It's really not, not even close. It's, that's the opposite of what is true which we've seen for now two years. What causes inflation? Government spending. Too many dollars in circulation. Too much money out there in the monetary supply or of the monetary supply, chasing too few goods and services. So how do Democrats make any of that better? They don't. By, by what they really think will, will make it better, which is terrifying, 
because you saw this play out in, oh, I don't know, Venezuela in recent years, they're going to start having either subsidies, more government spending, or price controls. <laughs> That's the next step in the Democrat madness. Be Well, you know, we're going to tell these companies they can only charge X or they can only charge Y. You know what that does to supply and demand? It just makes the shortages worse. But they, they the understanding of basic economics, I mean, the most basic economics from this White House is uh, is pre-junior high level. It's really... It's really astonishing. Um, and they're also now already getting ready for if Republicans take back the House and the Senate. It's going to be Republicans who ruin the economy even further. I mean, this was Chris Hayes over at MSNBC. 20, uh, and he's basically just telling you they're going to they're going to intentionally make the economy bad if they are in majority in Congress. I feel confident in predicting that if Republicans win control of one or both houses of Congress, they will do everything in their power to sabotage the economy, to best set them up to retake the White House in 2024. No, that's actually not how it's going to work. Republicans are going to want the economy to be better so they can show, hey, look what happens when adults are in charge. It's total opposite of reality in, in any context. But they're really in this position where what are they going to say? We're just bad at this. They're not going to admit that. They're not going to say that. Uh, well, a couple of moments here. They're they're running from defund the police and the Democrat Party as fast as they can. After all the companies sent you, oh, we stand with BLM and oh, we stand with hashtag defund the police. Now they're all, oh, I didn't say that. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, I'm law and order. Oh. You know, we all know it's garbage. They're lying to you, but they, they're hoping they get away with it. We'll get into that in just a second. Came up in the debates last night. There's an organization out there that is doing great things. It's called Preborn. Their mission is to save babies' lives from abortion, and they need our help now more than ever. They've been prepping for the influx of abortions in sanctuary states, and preborn pregnancy clinics take a smart approach to save as many lives as possible. They offer free ultrasounds to pregnant women who are making a difficult decision because when a mother's considering abortion, but she sees that heartbeat, hears that heartbeat, has that divine connection with her baby, it is so much more likely that she will choose life. And Preborn gives them that opportunity and helps them with that choice. Will you please help us with a tax-deductible donation to Preborn today? All you have to do is take your cell phone, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. $140 will provide five ultrasounds, but any gift will help. $100, $1,000, whatever you can do. Call now from your cell phone, though. Dial pound 250 and say baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. Let's save babies' lives together today. And now back to the uh, defund issue and Democrats running from it. There is an interesting uh, race playing out in Michigan between Gretchen Whitmer and Tudor Dixon for the governor's mansion there. And look, Gretchen Whitmer was a defund police lockdown lunatic. She's as bad as a governor could be anywhere in the country. One of the worst governors really in America in the otherwise great state of Michigan. Tudor Dixon has pointed out the police unions, basically all law enforcement, want Tudor Dixon, the Republican candidate, to be able to pull off this upset win. Here she is pointing it out. We know the governor came out and said that she supports the spirit of defund the police. In fact, we know that when we were all locked down, she went out and marched with folks who held up signs that said defund the police. I'm actually endorsed by the largest police union in the state, the Police Officers Association of Michigan, and more than two dozen sheriffs, including Democrats, because they are so upset about the fact that the governor doesn't support them. 
My plan will put a billion new dollars into policing to make sure they know they're supported, but also to recruit and retain new police officers. It's so challenging to bring police officers to a state where the chief executive officer has supported defund the police. They undermine the cops. Cops have left the police force in a lot of places of their own volition because they also don't want to be fed into the machinery of destruction of wokeness have their lives ruined, their livelihood certainly ruined, because Democrats want to pander, which is what this is all about. So instead, what has happened? Or rather, what has happened as a result of this? Places are less safe than they were. Things have gotten much, much worse. This is also a huge problem for Mandela Barnes up in Wisconsin, running for Senate against Ron Johnson, the incumbent senator. Talked to him a lot on Clay and Buck Show. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, he points out that Mandela Barnes, who has been given tens of millions of dollars from people that are trying, and a lot of it from New York and California, of course. This is the thing. New York, rich libs in New York and California think they should be picking the representatives for everyone else everywhere everywhere in the country. They send checks. They send checks. More money. They send it to Stacey Abrams. They send it to Fetterman. They send it to Mandela Barnes. Here is Ron Johnson pointing out what exactly has Mandela Barnes done again? This election offers a very clear choice. I have a lifetime experience raising a family, building a business, creating good paying manufacturing jobs right here in Wisconsin. I've worked hard all my life. I began my tax paying career at the age of 15 as a dishwasher and Walgreens grill. I worked full time paying my way through college. I worked all shifts starting my business. As your U.S. Senator, my tax cuts for more than 20 million tax filers help small businesses compete with the big guys In stark contrast, my opponent has little to no work experience in the private sector. And other than hollow left-wing rhetoric, I'm not sure what he's ever accomplished. It's a good question, isn't it? No one really has much of an answer, especially because he's somebody who had been saying that, you know, criminal justice reform and empty out the prisons and don't prosecute people and social justice over criminal justice. He's one of the guys who was saying this when it was politically favorable for Democrats to do so. Because the country, as a result of BLM and George Floyd, was going through a racial panic and there were riots and mobs and all of that going on. What has it done to the country? It's made it worse, everything worse for everybody. Less safe, more crime, more divided. There should be consequences. This election is all about whether cause and effect has any has any effect on the American political landscape. Look what Democrats did. We have seen the results. This isn't arguing about the pathway forward. This is an election about what has been done and therefore what we should do when we have people in charge who actually know what the heck is going on. Right. If, if you don't hold them, if you if you judge Democrats by their intentions, not their results, then we never get anywhere because they just keep on saying, oh, it's going to be amazing. You know, it's going to be uh, just the most fantastic and wonderful. And you say, well, what, how the economy, the border crime, how's any of this getting better? They don't care. It doesn't matter. So hopefully we'll get Ron Johnson's doing well up there in Wisconsin. I think I I'm not counting Tudor Dixon out. I think Tudor Dixon might be able to pull off quite an upset here because when Whitmer is guys, she had a Fauci pillow in the background. For God's sakes, you do these hits on MSNBC. She's like, oh, I'm just shutting everything down and locking everyone in their homes and not letting anyone go anywhere. You know, it's going to keep them safe. Yeah. And you had a little Fauci pillow in the background. Like, prominently placed, you could see that she was part of the Church of Fauciism. Here it is, the Church of Fauci. You show up, you double mask, you know, 
I just I don't know how any I don't know how anyone in Michigan could vote for Gretchen Whitmer and not feel like they're being duped. Maybe they just don't know anything about what's going on, but it's crazy to me. Honestly, crazy. This was great. Uh, this was obviously sent to me initially by uh, my my buddy Clay. Um, this is Todd Bowles, who is the Buccaneers uh, head coach. He's coaching against Mike Tomlin, who's also a, a NFL head coach. But I just they're asking, they're like, oh, well, you're a black head coach. You're coaching against another black head coach in the NFL. Isn't that a big deal is what the journalists or, or at least something we have to have a conversation about. And he's like, no, I'm just trying to be a great coach. Why do you guys make a big thing of this? Watch. You and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that fold. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well. And I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Yeah. Right? Isn't it fascinating that a female white journalist there is lecturing the black NFL head coach about the importance of representation? Like, excuse me, sir, but you know you're not allowed to have that opinion, right? That's really what she's saying. You're not allowed to disregard what we say is an important narrative about race in this country because we're lips. That, that's what this was. He's like, what? He's like, I'm just I'm, I'm a great coach. Tomlin's a great coach. We're trying to win football games here. Like this, this, so many people hear this. They go, yeah, isn't that? Is that the country that we actually all want to live in? And, and until the libs went crazy, thought we were living in where it was just about content of your character, not the color of your skin, your ability, not the demographics, not the uh, you know realities these days of diversity and inclusion, religiosity that has taken over so many institutions. We just want people to be treated as people. Everyone is treated equally under the law. And the best, the best man, best woman may win in whatever the competition may be. It's important. It's actually really a fundamental principle in our society we have to continue to fight for. Um, and there's just a little bit of safety tip for all of you out there. Uh, there's this guy, Joe Rogan shared this out, so it went very viral. He's got a mountain lion, and he's got a gun. And I always hesitate to say, it looks like a Glock to me, but, oh, if it's not a Glock, I don't know, if it's something else, don't yell at me. I'm not, call, I'm not saying that somebody fed a clip into the rifle because, oh, my God, God forbid I say clip instead of magazine. That one really sets some people off. Um, I haven't done that, by the way, but I've seen that happen to other people, and woof, that is not acceptable. Uh, anyway, the point is, this guy's getting—he's uh, getting stalked by a mountain lion. I mean, you can see it; it's moving low to the ground, ears back, and he takes out his camera, so he's videoing it. He's got his gun out too. This thing's coming closer and closer to him. Now, look, obviously, I think he feels safe because he's got a gun, so he'll video this, and now it's gone very viral. And he gives warning shots to it, so the cat was not hurt, but uh, don't back away from them. I know that sounds crazy, but important safety tip. Mountain lions, you run away or you move away from them in a way that makes them think you're prey. They come after you. They try to eat you, which is not good. Important safety tip. That's what I send you home with this weekend. Important safety tip. Thanks for hanging out. Talk to you Monday. Shields high. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. 
When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 